Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. SG Extra, only on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Primetime on Money FM 89.3. And now it's time for Powering Your Property, where we give you the latest in property sector news and trends. And a special segment for you today as part of our millennial series. We're looking at the age old private property investment debate leasehold versus freehold. Yes, that is one, of course, that has been mm-hmm. rumbling on and on. And, of course, do you really hold a freehold property indefinitely? That's another one that people uh, seem to want to know about. And what happens to a leasehold after 99 years if that's the state of tenure? Well, we're going to find out the answer to these questions and much more from Nicholas Muck, Head of Research and Consultancy at EIA Realty. Nicholas, welcome back. Right. Thank you, uh, Rachel. Uh, glad to be back. Good to have you with us, Nick. So let's start off with perhaps one of the most fundamental questions. Why are some properties leasehold while others are freehold? Right. Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, first of all, we need to define what ex- exactly are property ownership. What, what do you actually own when you buy a property? Mm. And the answer is that you're actually buying a bundle of rights the rights to use the property for certain purposes. Now, in the freehold property, that rights is basically forever. It's in perpetuity. Um, so you can sell that rights or that property to the next person and the person to the next one, and it can go on for generations. While for leasehold property, and in this case, we are talking about, say, residential and commercial is usually 99-year leasehold. Um, that means that bundle of rights only lasts for the duration of the lease. There are even shorter leases like industrial. Some industrial properties are 20 years, 30 mm. years, or even 60 years. But there are also some leasehold properties uh, like residential that is 999 years or even 9,999. So there's like four nines. <laughs> the longest I've seen is just one year short of a million years. So there are six nine in that lease. But why though, Nick? I mean, what's the difference between one that's short of a million years and a freehold? What's the point? Um, well, actually, there's no um, difference in terms of uh, when it comes to valuation, a long leasehold that's uh, close to a thousand years or more, it, it's the value of that is no different from that of a freehold property. But it is uh, this is actually something that is from uh, British uh, property law. They, they just issue the lease. And you find that nowadays, most of the 999-year leasehold property, they all start in about 1852 to 1856. So it was... Um, issue quite some time ago. Um, so basically, for shorter leasehold properties, like 99 years or even shorter, uh, it basically means that uh, you, you just have, the owner just have to be wary of the expiry date of the lease. So Nick, when property buyers are looking at uh, a purchase, now what do they have to take into consideration when considering a leasehold or a freehold? One of the key things when uh, looking to buy a property, mm-hmm. um, yes, the land tenure of freehold or leasehold is important, but the most important thing actually is the location, size of the property, the price of the property, whether does it fit your needs and your financial capability. And before you look into that uh, freehold and leasehold thing, tenure, because the freehold or leasehold factors actually comes into play when you are dealing with older properties, especially those that are more than 30 years, uh, 30 mm-hmm. years old, because the 99-year leasehold would have run down to just leaving about 60 over years left. And that may have an impact for uh, some buyers, especially younger buyers, 
buyers who are using their CPF. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but while for freehold properties, well, that you don't have that concern. But of course, buying older properties also has come with other considerations, like for example, the maintenance of the property and uh, whether or not there's any sort of uh, cracks and uh, wear and tear. Is that a correlation for you between location and, and leasehold? Well, yes. Actually, it's quite interesting because um, freehold property cannot be found all throughout Singapore. They are mm. mostly found in the older part, older inhabitable part of Singapore, mm. usually in the southern part of Singapore, uh, in some parts of the northeast uh, area, like uh, the Coven area and so on, uh, and also in, of course, in the prime districts. But in locations where they were... Um, where the land were compulsorily acquired by the government, such as in Pongo, in Chua Chukang, Woodlands, and especially in most parts of the West, in the Jurong uh, area, um, because the government owns the freehold title and uh, the government policy is always they only sell leasehold properties. So all the properties there are leasehold. You, you can hardly find any freehold property in the uh, Jurong area. So, Nick, earlier you mentioned what happens if you're a younger buyer and there is a limited period left on a leasehold property. So talk to us about the impact that freehold versus leasehold has on property price. I mean, there is the common perception that freehold properties are priced higher than leasehold properties. Is that actually true? Yes, it is. Basically, the freehold characteristics, you, you essentially own that property forever. By and large, all things being equal, if you were to compare a resale, leasehold, a 99-year leasehold versus a freehold uh, resale condominium, for example, the freehold condominium can be anywhere from 25% to 35% more expensive than the leasehold one. Uh, on, well, that, that is basically a kind of a ballpark number. And when we, so far, we've been talking about uh, buying property, yeah, of course, Nick. What about in terms of rental value? Does this freehold and leasehold have any impact on that? Well, it doesn't have any uh, direct impact on the rental uh, value because of two attendants who's only renting the property for anywhere from one year to three or five years. It doesn't really matter whether the property is freehold or leasehold. So the rental rates are the, exactly the same so because of the tenants, the location, size and uh, amenities and convenience are more important. So they'll pay the same rent. However, because 99-year leasehold property are cheaper than freehold properties, the rental yield is higher for, for uh, 99-year leasehold properties. Uh, so for some investors, they may uh, um, like to do, uh, buy 99-year leasehold property. Firstly, it's a bit cheaper. And secondly, the rental yield is higher. But mm. there is no free lunch in finance. When the yield is higher, it does come with a certain price. And the price is that the lease, the 99-year lease, is actually running down. So when the lease eventually uh, reaches zero, well, that's, that's another story. Now, the thing is that in the way, the higher rental yield is actually to compensate the owner for holding on to a leasehold property and for mm. uh, the depreciating lease. Yeah. Right. So, Nick, you read my mind there. I was going to ask what happens to a 99-year when the lease is up. Does this mean that you're really going to lose that investment cash that you've put in on that property? Well, in a nutshell, yes. Uh, because the 99-year leasehold property or 30 or 60 years for industrial, for example, basically means that you have the right to use and own that property for the duration of the lease. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the lease, um, be it 99 years, for example, basically your rights has expired. So 
so you have to return the property, the land and building, for example, back to the owner who owns the owner of the freehold title. Now, in Singapore, most of the um, this, the, the biggest owner of uh, freehold title is the Singapore government, or, or to be more specific, the state of Singapore. So we have to give it back. And I think one example is the one at Geylang Lorong 3, where uh, uh, whole rows of uh, terrace houses, they were 60-year leasehold, their lease expired, and the government took back the building for future de- redevelopment. Now, of course, uh, Nick, uh, we're speaking to uh, Nicholas Mark, the head of research and consultancy at ERA Realty, uh, talking about the age-old debate between leasehold and freehold. Uh, Nicholas, right now, of course, Unblock is kind of coming back into vogue again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, how will Unblock sales affect the owners of freehold and leasehold properties differently? Good one. Yes. Well, okay. For the basically, when the developer buy over a condominium in the on block sale or collective sale, they are not that interested in the building, but they are more interested in the land because they're going to tear down the building to redevelop the land. So, if it is a freehold uh, condominium that the developer buy over, uh, they may have to pay something called a development uh, charge to increase the buildable floor area, but they do not need to top out the lease because it's freehold. It's, it's in perpetuity. Mm. However, if they were to buy over an aging 99-year leasehold property, uh, they will have to pay the usual development charge. On top of that, they have to pay to the government a lease top-up premium. Basically, is to buy or renew, refresh the lease back to a new 99-year lease. Now, that can cost tens, if not uh, sometimes even hundreds of millions of dollars, depending on the size of the land and also depending on the how long that 99 years has run down. So for owners of 99 years uh, property, they are very old and uh, they sell it through an on-block sale. Uh, they may not be able to get as much money as that from uh, the owners of freehold on-block sale project. Okay, Nick. Well, thanks so much for shedding light on the pros and cons of freehold versus leasehold property. Each comes with their own pro and con. So, yes, uh, from your perspective, though, leasehold or freehold? Well, uh, I think that uh, this is really depends on the location. Right? Uh, sometimes if I really like a certain location, I, I have bought uh, 99-year leasehold properties before because okay. that is the only type of property that's available in that uh, neighbourhood. And uh, I got no complaints because as, especially if I were to buy it quite new and I were to sell it, say, within the next 10 to 15 years, uh, the next buyer is still able to uh, enjoy the facility. It's very new and the lease has not really depreciated that much. So, okay. so it's not much impact. Okay, so there you are. Leasehold versus freehold. It's all about location. Nicholas Mark, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thank right, you. You're most welcome. Thank you. We've been speaking with Nicholas Mark, who is the head of research and consultancy at ERA Realty. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.